And uh, usually we get emails from this particular company and they talk about all sorts of wonderful things. And in fact, when you look at their emails and you go through it, you salivate, right? That's that's the, the feeling. I, I was waiting for a mouth-watering menu and no, that's not it. What they were announcing was that they were closing their doors and I just sat there and I froze. And I'm speaking about Bistro Michelle. If anyone knows Bistro Michelle, I'd love to hear from you because I am very saddened by the news that they're shutting their doors. And I I sort of held my breath because it reminded me, uh, Michelle, in fact, had another restaurant not so far from here. It used to be called Auberge Michelle. And when they shut their doors... I couldn't, I could not believe it. And then there was, you know, there was a PR about, no, 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 he wants to re-envisage what he wants to do next and so on. And so when he opened Bistro Michel, all of us were just really so excited and we thought he was onto something really interesting, a great new model. And now he's announcing that he's shutting that door. I am so saddened. Anna Trapito, thank you so much for joining me. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hi. It's sad news, isn't it? it I mean, it's quite, it's quite saddening. Look, I think it's it's terrifying and it's part of a, a broader trend that, uh, you know, all the smart restaurants in Johannesburg are really suffering, that mm. the recession has hit all sectors of the economy and restaurants are no exception. Mm. I mean, so what what has to happen, Anna? Because I... I nobody can question the quality of what comes out of these restaurants. So that's not the that's not the issue. The issue of service of of great food is not at all in question. What is going on? Well, look, I think in part just everybody is kind of um, drawing in their horns. There's much less disposable income, yeah. but you know what's tragic and you know Michel Morin at Bistro Michel is is one example and I think what everybody should remember is he's not closed till the end of the month so if you want to have that last sentimental duck Mm. and cherry pie you know you can still do it till the end of the month Mm. Um, but that he's not the only one that Marc Goubert at Le Souffle you know who has been Johannesburg's Mr. Souffle he's made he estimates 500,000 souffles Mm. since he in Johannesburg alone Mm. since he arrived in the early 70s has closed in the last month at Andrea Bergner at the Leopard who is oh. our kind of great witty, oh. eco-friendly <laughs> yeah. um, you know that Melville that oh. she's also closed that just this month I, I mean I can tell you Anna I, I couldn't believe it so I was hoping to go to Le, Le, the, the Leopard the other day mm. Li- literally a week ago I had mm. been there a week prior to that I didn't see it coming. There I was I driving know. with a friend and, and I kept saying, have we passed? Have we passed? Were full, you know, I, that, that I, they were never empty. That yes. The issue is, is that food costs have risen so dramatically that, you know, it doesn't matter how many bums on seats you've got. You simply can't make profit. Mm. Um, it's not that they weren't popular. Mm. You know, any of these restaurants, it's, it's you know, the, the economy is in a terrible state that food costs because of the drought because of exchange rates etc etc are in a really bad way and and restaurateurs you know it's a business that if they can't make money they cannot survive the the sadness in this for me though Anna is the loss of of history of Mm. of our heritage and so on and one of the very first ones to go which saddened me for life was Hamadoulas which everybody knew as the place to go when you go to the market theatre it just had so much heritage it mm. had so much of our history. There was so much there that when they shut doors, 
I, you know, at the time, I didn't think it was going to be others coming. I just kind of thought, what's just happened? And and they were obviously followed by the people like Le Canard, who have been here in Santon forever in Yonks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I just don't and know. Yeah. And the Three Ships mm-hmm. and Auberge Michel and Linga Longa. I mean, yeah. Walter Alts at Linga Longa was an absolute institution. That, and I get it that, you know, we are in a an economy where, you know, at least 25% of, of the population go to bed hungry every day, that it seems, you know, almost trivial to be, you know, lamenting the loss of restaurants. But firstly, restaurants are businesses, they employ people, there's chefs, there's waiters, there's kitchen staff who clean, who, you know, that... that they pay taxes, they, they, they contribute to the economy, um, but also they are our institutional memory. They are every engagement dinner, they're every business success that people ever had, they're every drowning of sorrows. They, you know, in the wallpaper of those great old Johannesburg restaurants was the kind of cultural history of who we were and who we've become, that in the case of Hamadullah's, that was one of the first non-racial restaurants yeah. in Johannesburg that they took enormous personal risks, mm-hmm. those two, in order to, you know, serve an, an entire community, mm-hmm. that they changed the, the, the way that <coughs> race and... Yeah. Social life happened in in Johannesburg. Yeah, I mean, you you do get. I mean, generally, you really do get a, a lump in your throat when you think about places like Kramadulas because they mm. really epitomise so much that we were all yearning for. They were just that space where mm. they became just the iconic restaurant that said a lot about where we are hoping to go, and and it was very sad. But you know, yeah, I, well, they're significant cultural players mm. in in a society that what we eat tells us who we are, mm. and you know when we lose those people we lose an awful lot of our sense of where we've come from and where we're going and and that really it is it is important it's like saying you know if we say it's okay if great restaurants close down we're saying it doesn't matter if we don't have art galleries if we yeah. don't have sports stadiums that those are all elements of who we are as a culture and i would love to continue this conversation and i think we need to do that next week because i've got a very big question for you with all of this happening I'm still baffled at the number of other franchises coming into the country. So mm. we've seen Paul come in. He's doing very well. And oh, is he? Uh, we've seen other people come into the country. And this is very recent. And I'm just wondering, do we have our models wrong? What are we doing wrong? Because somehow there seems to be space for others while others are mm. shutting down. So I'm concerned about the industry. I think we need to talk a bit more about this. Thank you very much, Anna. I think we absolutely must. Yeah. Yes, please. I think Anna Trapido there, who's going to be talking to us a bit further next week and we'll we'll talk about this i think it's important in as much as we love talking about great food i think we also need to be responsible and talk about the tough time the tough times and the difficulties that the industry is facing so we'll continue this conversation next week with anna trapida why is it that others are closing shop while others are opening shop